tracks. This is the Bee Gees with Night Fever from the classic movie Saturday Night Fever. And we'll get into the program. Episode 79 of the Blake Mayfield Podcast. I am your host, Blake Mayfield, and I'm here today once again with my good friend, Mr. Alec White. Al, how you doing, man? Doing good. We just had a good breakfast. Uh, yes. Excited about this one. I am fun. too. It's going to be a fun one. Yes, I, I think so too. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to everyone who's listening on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. I appreciate it very much. Uh, lots of traction last week after getting the mayor of Reading on, Mrs. Aaron Resner, and uh, thank her again for coming on. That was really cool. Um, a lot of you guys supported. Um, I figured out, I didn't know how to do the screen grab. I didn't mm. know how to fucking record the screen and upload it. Someone had to show oh, me how to do okay. that. I felt like a grandpa. But honestly, that's the first time I've used that, and I'm going to keep using that for every pod. Um, and that worked out really well, especially on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, TikTok's like a really underrated way to promote the podcast and stuff. I, oh, I figured sure. it out finally, but... Yeah, it was cool. So thank you guys for supporting. I really appreciate that. I felt the love last Friday. That was really cool. And um, also, I have podcast hats. I'm putting this in front of every podcast. If you guys want a free podcast hat that says the Blake Mayfield Podcast, same as the new podcast logo, just hit me up and let me know. I will be sure to get one to you. And um, without further ado, let's get into it. So NFL Draft. It's a special. The draft is next Thursday. I plan on being here for it, and it's going to be really fun. We all know Trevor Lawrence is going first overall to the Jaguars unless they tumble, mumble, and stumble their way to Zach Wilson or some shit. Which is very possible. They are the Jaguars. <laughs> uh, but I want to start off before we get to Lawrence and Wilson and all those guys about the most underrated college player. You did a lot of research. I don't watch college football. You know how I feel about the NCAA. I think they're a bunch of fucking cheaters. Yeah. They cheat people like us, our age, out of money, and all sorts of stuff. But... I'm very excited for this. I think the draft's going to be really good. One of the best classes, quarterback-wise, that we've had in a while. Oh, so, yeah. I'll let Absolutely. you go. You have a whole notebook, it looks like, <laughs> over there. Who's the most underrated college player, in your opinion, Mr. Allen? So, the one that I'm going to say uh, is J.C. Horn, a cornerback out of South Carolina. I think they he kind of started the, the process as, like, the fourth corner on the board, and now he's challenging Patrick Sertain for that top corner spot. Um, he's the son of former NFL great Joe Horn, who's wide receiver for the Saints. Hmm. Played for a really long time. Um... He was the one we were talking before. There was one kid that reminded me of Jalen Ramsey, and this kid reminds me of Jalen Ramsey. He uh, he's really physical, playing in the run game. He flies downhill, and then he'll he's also kind of got that Akib Talib in him, where he'll snatch a chain if he needs to. <laughs> uh, I mean, he and he's just a dog, but he's just you know he's when you think of a cornerback that you want that's just got that fuck you attitude and that swag, like that's him. And he's a really good player. He's kind of starting to fly up the ranks in the draft. Um, but I think he's going to be one of the best players in this draft class. I think it's Trey Lance. I personally have Trey Lance. Um, I hate to go quarterback with it because it just seems so obvious, but he's coming from the Carson Wentz College, and everyone remembers how good Carson Wentz was the first couple years of his career. He's kind of tailed off because of injuries and maybe just something going on internally with him. Let's see if he bounces back in Indianapolis. But this kid's coming from North Dakota State, and he played, it looks like, literally one game last year. And his stat line for that game was 15 of 30, 50% completion percentage, 149 yards with two touchdowns and one pick. Not the strongest of stat lines, um, but also not a ranked college. I'm mm -hmm. pretty sure it's D2. And 2019, these were his stats. It looks like he played a full year this year. Uh, these are pretty incredible stats. 
192 completions on 287 attempts. So that's 67% completion wow. percentage. Out of every three passes you complete two, that's like an NFL, that's like Rodgers level yeah. kind of completion percentage. Um, 2,786 yards, 28 touchdowns. Guess how many picks? Three. Zero. Goose egg. Wow. No picks in 2019. So... This kid's really good. I watched some film on him yesterday at the good old uh, Compass Sports Car Shop, and he looks like the real deal. Did you compare him to Rodgers? Was he the guy that we were talking no, about? No. Who, who the guy? Who's the guy that was Rodgers? I thought it was Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Okay, yeah. that's right. Um, Trey Lance, though, put up Rodgers-type stats at North Dakota State. I'm not saying this guy's going to go top three, because I don't think he's going to go top three. I think that's reserved for, personally, Lawrence, Wilson, and Fields. I think that's how it's going to shake out. Trey Lance, I think, is going forward to the Falcons. I have him going there. I think the Matt Ryan era is over with. It's been over with since 28-3. And I think Julio Jones will get traded on draft night or right after. I think he is trade bait. I don't think he's going to be an Atlanta Falcon much longer than a week or so. And now you might be questioning why would Trey Lance make sense if they're going to trade Julio Jones, who's the number one guy. Well, I don't know if he's the number one guy anymore. They have a guy named Calvin Ridley there now. Who is the number one guy. Who's the number one guy. He is not as talented as Julio Jones. Julio Jones is one of the top three receivers of the last decade. Yeah. You know, so don't get me wrong. But Calvin Ridley is the number one guy on that team now. And if you can get something out of Julio Jones, who probably has two years up in his career, maybe three max, yeah. after the injuries and the production has slowed down, you want to get something out of him. I also think that Matt Ryan's locked up for, I think, two more years, two more years under yeah. a $30 million, $35 million a year contract, which, you know, let's face it, he brought the Falcons back from prominence. He is the guy that brought them back after the Mike Vick dogfighting situation, him going to prison. It was a black eye on the league. It was a black eye on the franchise. And he brought them all the way to a Super Bowl. They had, I think, two conference championship games, one against the Niners, one against the Packers, which they won. I just think the era is over, though, and I feel like Trey Lance may be the guy to come and step in. And look, City of Atlanta, let's be honest. I know you love when I do this. They love black superstars. (laughs) But I think he fits right in. I really do. I I feel like with Trey Young, I feel like you have guys like... uh, what, is it Ronald Acuna? Is that his name on mm-hmm. the Atlanta Braves? Yeah. So I just feel like he fits right into that. And I know that's odd that I bring that up, but I just feel like that's kind of where this is all headed in a way. I feel like the league is going to be transcendental and have a future of African-American quarterbacks. And I think this guy seriously could be one of those next guys. Of course, Trevor Lawrence will be right there. Zach Wilson will be there. We'll get into Justin Fields in a little bit. But I honestly could see this guy having the strongest career out of any of the guys we just mentioned. And this is off me not watching a single fucking down of college football. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just feel like his ceiling is most underrated, but also the highest. Yeah. And he's 6'4", 230 pounds. He's not a small kid. Yeah, This guy is pretty big for a quarterback. Um, very reminiscent of a Carson Wentz, in my opinion. I think Trey Lance goes four. I think he's the most underrated prospect. And I won't be surprised if he goes four. But... I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if he will, is what I mean. But mm-hmm. he should, in my opinion. Okay. Will he? That's a little high. I don't know. But I feel like teams just, I don't, I don't know. I feel like they should take a chance on him. I really do. His stats are absolutely, I'm watching some video. This dude's absolutely insane. The way he scrambles out of the pocket, his rushing touchdowns. I mean, uh, he's sick. So that's who I got as the most underrated college football player. Is there anyone else on your list that you had as far as underrated or as far yeah, as... Uh... I had an offensive guy as well as the defensive guy. Um, Kadarius Tony, a wide receiver out of Florida. He's kind of getting overshadowed by Kyle Pitts. Uh, but Kadarius Tony is a really, really good football player. Um, I watched a lot of his film too. And uh, there was two guys, because I kind of like to try and compare to players today because you know I could sit here and compare them to fucking players who played 20 years ago, but that's boring. Um, so 
Yeah, two players he kind of reminded me of. One was Debo. Like, after he gets the ball, he reminds me of Debo Samuel. Just, I'm going to get fuck 15 yards. I'm going to lower my shoulder. You're going to be on the ground, and I'm going to keep going. And then, as far as route running, catching the ball, he really reminded me of A.J. Brown. So, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be as good as either of those players, but... I mean, watching the tape, he is absolutely a freak. And I, most mock drafts have him going in the second round. I've got him as more of like a end of the first round type of guy. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how his shakes out because, you know, he's not up there with Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle or even Rashad Bateman from Minnesota. Uh, but, I mean, he's he's going to be fun to watch, absolutely. Anything else? Any Anyone else that's underrated to you that you want to hit on before we... Leave the subject? Because no, I want to get into it on this next subject. I, I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> I've been anticipating this all night long. <laughs> Mr. Trevor Lawrence. The number one guy his freshman year in high school. Number one recruit in high school in the entire nation in 2018, I believe that was. Um, this guy is one year younger than me, two younger than you. And his future is as bright as anyone's that I could think of as far as prospects go. Of course, everyone's heard about his Sports Illustrated cover story that came out where he's on the cover and they're talking about him and his newly uh, married wife now, uh, Marissa, I think is her name, Marissa Lawrence, and how he basically said that he doesn't need football to feel worthy in life and football is not his end-all be-all. I'm paraphrasing. That's basically what he said. There's been some backlash. Some of it is just... You make a good point when we talk about how it's just the media and people needing something on this guy because yeah. he seems so perfect. Yeah. It's like if Andrew Luck would have said this shit. It's like we've all been kind of waiting on Andrew Luck for years now, yeah. and you just need something to, you know, oh, is he going to go number one? Oh, is yeah. it going to be worth it? Um, and the question is, yes, he will be worth it. He will go number one overall. As a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, is there any concern about this from you? His high school coach came out and said something. What do you think about the Lawrence comments? So I didn't have a problem with what Lawrence said because I think that franchises in general, they want a guy who eats, sleeps, lives, breathes, dreams football. But I think at the same time, you also want someone who, you know, feels like their life is more than just football. Um, And I think that him kind of saying that he doesn't like need football to validate his life or whatever, um, I think it's going to go like towards his the impact in his uh, community. I think he's going to do a lot of work in the community. I think that's something he's really passionate about. And I think he's just someone that you can sit down and have a conversation with that's not about football. I mean, you know, I love my Baker Mayfield. But if I sit down and have a conversation with Baker Mayfield, it's maybe 99% football. If you sit down and have a conversation with Trevor Lawrence, it's probably going to be about 50 to 60% football. Um, but, you know, he came out, he said, you know, seems it's been uh, misinterpreted. I love football. I want to win. I want to win a Super Bowl. Um, I mean, like you said, he's going to be the number one pick. And he's had this on his shoulder since he was uh, in high school. So, I mean, does he really need a chip on his shoulder? Like, what's because when you think of a chip on your shoulder, you think of like, oh, I fell 20 spots in the draft. That's a chip on my shoulder. I was a one star recruit. He's the number one pick. He was a five-star recruit, number one in the nation. He lost two games. I mean, there's no reason for him to have a chip on his shoulder. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a wild stat. Yeah. Three year, he played more years in college than he lost games. Yeah. Didn't he lose both those games to Alabama? Uh, I don't know. I just know they were both in the Superdome. They were both in the Superdome. Yeah. Yeah. No, one was to Ohio State. Okay. Okay. Um, but, I mean, the, only, the, the high school coach's comments worried me a little bit when he said he could walk away from football tomorrow and be just fine. That worried me a little bit, but then I thought, 
if I'm going to listen to any of his coaches and what they have to say, it's going to be Dabo. Because his high school coach could just be like, yeah, you know, I'm going to say that. I'm going to get my name out there a little bit. Um, Fair point. But I, if anyone, if I want to listen to anyone, it's going to be Dabo. And Dabo absolutely said Trevor is the greatest competitor I've seen. He's going to be an elite quarterback. And, I mean, that's really all I have to it. I was a little worried at first. But after reading the whole article and not just what the headlines were, um, it's pretty easy to see that, that he loves football and he wants to win. But I know I know you want to go in, so I'll I'll, I'll give you your flowers here. So, <laughs> I mean, not necessarily flowers. I do have the quote here, though, that he said in the SI story. He said, it's hard to explain that because I want people to know that I am passionate about what I do, and it's really important to me. But I don't have this huge chip on my shoulder that everyone's out to get me, and I'm trying to prove everybody wrong. I just don't have that. I can't manufacture that. I don't want to. Marissa, his wife, adds, there's also more in life than playing football. So that came from his wife. Mm-hmm. Trevor says, yeah, I agree. And I think people mistake that for being a competitor. I think that's unhealthy to a certain extent. Just always thinking that you've got to prove somebody wrong. You've got to do more. You've got to do better. Marissa adds, that usually only leads to sadness as well. Always striving for something new or better. Look, I see where they're coming from. Trevor Lawrence went 34-2 and in college. He won a national championship his freshman year. True freshman year at quarterback for Clemson. He went to the White House. He had a big max on glass plates. It was absolutely hilarious. But this guy is the real deal. He's been the guy since, I mean, since high school. But we all have known about him since his freshman year at Clemson. He's the number one overall pick. Does it worry me? I I don't really care, to be honest with you. I mean, that's the thing. It doesn't worry me. I don't lose sleep over a Trevor Lawrence comment. Um, As a Jaguar fan, would I be a little uneasy? I I don't think there's any reason to be. I, I don't see any reason why you should be worried. But I do want to mention that this is very odd timing. I know that Sports Illustrated is trying to get ahead of this and they want to interview him before the draft because his life's going to you know, take off as soon as he puts a Jaguar uniform on, the hat on draft night. We get it, you know. But it is very odd timing. And it's a very odd comment to come from the guy that we all have, you know, Dabo said he's the ultra competitor. Obviously, I mean, he lost two games in college. It's not like the guy doesn't care about football. It's not like he doesn't train hard. It's not like he doesn't train to keep himself in shape. It's not like he doesn't have that passion and fire. But also, I mean, his high school coach, that's a fair point that he just wants to get his name out there. But that comes from somewhere. Yeah. And I don't know what Trevor Lawrence's other interest... I mean, is he a good painter? Does he fucking paint houses? Does he build real estate? Like, uh, you know, does he like grooming dogs? I mean, what else is this guy going to do? I mean, that's yeah. the thing. Like, he says this, but, and it's none of our business, of course. It doesn't have to be. I feel like in the social media era, we think everything's our business with people. And it's like some stuff is just meant to be kept under wraps and personal, um, which I totally agree with. But it's like, what else is this guy going to do, though? I mean, it feels like he was born to look like a knockoff Thor and play quarterback. Yeah. Um, and I, that's just where I'm at with it. I'm not worried. I don't think this is a huge deal, but... It's just weird to plant the seed, man. This is really odd timing. I will say that. And it's just really unnecessary. I don't understand why he had to come out and say, you know, I want to win a Super Bowl at all costs, but I could walk away tomorrow and be fine. That's just very odd to me. And that's just kind of where I'm at with it. I mean, I don't know much about Trevor Lawrence. Seems like a nice guy. You know what well, I mean? Here, here's my thing. He had the, the torn labrum on his non-throwing shoulder. That I mean, my dad's had a torn labrum since he was 18 years old. If he wanted to walk away from football... That would have been the easiest out you could take. Nope. Because that is not an easy recovery. It's a six-month recovery. And, I mean, he's worked hard to the point where he's already throwing again. And he had the surgery in mid-February. Uh, 
So, I mean, if he wanted to walk away and not play football anymore, he could have very easily already done it. He lo- If he didn't love football, that's what he would have done. He he loves football. And I'm, I'm, I'm not that worried about it. Uh, Mel Kuyper Jr., who is the... I, I don't put much stock into the guy. I think he's just kind of a pompous asshole, I'm going to be honest. But yeah, I don't like him. I... I... <laughs> I just, uh, I, he's the number one guy on ESPN as far as the draft goes. Yeah. He ranks him the fourth best quarterback prospect since 1979. And the three names he's behind make total sense. John Elway, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck. Yep. I would put him right up in that conversation. He's He was the number one overall pick two years ago after he went to the White House and had cold Big Macs. So, he's 6'6", 220 pounds. He's a tall dude. And I just, I, I don't have anything really much else to say. I'm not worried about it. It's very odd timing. I don't get it. I think he kind of just wanted to celebrate with his wife as far as just having the cover story and having comments. But yeah. I don't think this is anything to really lose sleep over or stress about, especially being a Jaguar fan. He's going yeah. number one overall. He's going to be just fine. He's going to a team with a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. Very underrated talent. I mean, everyone thinks Jacksonville is a pile of shit. That's not true. LaVisca, I mean, we, we, Shark. We sat here and watched games every Sunday, and they lost a lot of one-score games. They did. And they lost a lot of games because Jake Luton and Mike Glennon and Gardner Minshew couldn't throw the football. So Those, those are three bad names right there. That, yeah. I mean, I like Minshew, but goddamn. <laughs> Luton uh, Lunacy. <laughs> that, that, that was a fun week. Th- that was a very fun play. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's he, he's got a lot of weapons around him, so it's it's going to be interesting. Why is everyone shitting on Justin Fields? I don't get it. This this is Lamar Jackson 2.0. It is. 100%. Dan Orlovsky, goofy looking ass, came out and said that shit. I'm like, you know, why come out and say that? Why come out and try and ruin someone's draft stock? Like, the the kid is like already sliding and no one knows why. And then Dan Orlovsky tries to come and give his two fucking cents. Um, but... What did, what did Dan Orlovsky ever do in the NFL? Nothing. (laughs) <laughs> he, he held a clipboard I mean he did more than me and you did but that's true but he, he held a clipboard he did he, he might be doing what I'm doing right now in 20 years who knows but um I mean he he really has that Lamar Jackson-esque falling type going on now I don't think he's gonna fall that far um and it, it's 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 almost frustrating because every I feel like every year the the media whether it be the media or the draft analysts like they kind of just start overhyping people and then like shooting people down. And it feels like they're overhyping Trey Lance and Zach Wilson and they're just shooting down Justin Fields, which it doesn't make sense. I mean, I don't I mean, I don't really have anything else to it though. Do I think it'll be as good as Lamar Jackson? No, because I don't think he's as electrifying as Mar- Lamar Jackson is. Lamar Jackson at Louisville was the next Mike Vick. And his ceiling is still better than Mike Vick. Can he throw a ball to fucking Saturn if he wants to? No, but he can run way quicker. He's way more shifty. And he just has different gears than maybe anyone that's ever played, to be honest with you, besides Michael Vick. I mean, just the way he gets out in open space. Here's the thing. Can Justin Fields be like Lamar against like the Titans in the playoff game? I think so. Where he just, all of a sudden, is just gone. Three or four guys can't get him down, and he has 60 yards to go, and no one's catching him. Yeah, I can see that ceiling for him. Here's his record at Ohio State. 20-2. and two. Okay. He had 5,701 passing yards. Pretty good for two seasons. 67 touchdowns to nine interceptions. He had 19 rushing touchdowns. So that is, what, 86 touchdowns to nine picks? That's... I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. And... 
I just don't see Fields. Everyone's saying he might go back in the first round, mid-first round. There's no way. Because the teams that are in the mid-first round, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Los Angeles Chargers, those teams don't need quarterbacks. They're yeah. not going to take quarterbacks. He's not even going to fall that far. No. Justin Fields is going to be a San Francisco 49er. I 100% agree. He's going to go number three overall. Is Jimmy going to get traded? I don't think so, but this will be one of those quarterback competitions. Yeah. I don't think Fields is there to learn from Jimmy Garoppolo. Because what has Jimmy Garoppolo done? He got Riley Reed. He got Lana Rhodes. Cool. He fucking walks the Golden Gate. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck does he do? What has he done? You know, he overthrew Emmanuel Sanders in the Super Bowl. But that team made that Super Bowl because of that defense. I mean, yeah. let's be honest. And the run yeah. game. They had all those different running backs that could interchange. But I, I, this is really odd to me. I don't understand it. And I don't think he's going to be as good as Lamar Jackson. I don't. I, I don't see that, personally. Even though Lamar went to Louisville and his stats may not have been as good, I don't see it happening. I think that having one of the best offensive lines in the nation helped out Justin Fields. I think having two really great receivers helped out Justin Fields. But I also think that he can be a game changer the way Lamar is. And I keep comparing him to him because Lamar went, what, 30th overall when he was supposed to go in the top 10? 32nd. Last pick in the first round. Yeah, last pick in the first round. He just kept falling and falling and falling. The Baltimore Ravens were like, look, the Joe Flacco era is over. We won a Super Bowl with them. Let's move on. And what do you know? The first year that Lamar gets put in as a starter midway through the year, they make the playoffs. And, I mean, look at what's happening now. He's on the up and up. It's going to be the same thing with Justin Fields. I don't understand the, the hate. Excuse me. I'm burping a lot. Uh, I don't understand all these guys pushing them back in the draft. Um it just it's really mind-boggling. Do I think Lawrence and Wilson may be better prospects? Sure. Do I think that Trey Lance is better than Justin Fields? He might be the most underrated prospect in the draft. He's not better than Justin Fields, in my opinion. And not yet, at least. I'm the guy that didn't watch college football. So don't believe anything I have to say. But I, I just don't see it, man. I really don't. And I mean, who who's other quarterbacks that, you know, besides those four guys we named? Who's, an, uh, I mean, I can't think of one. Is there another prospect that you have that... There's Mac Jones. Okay, yeah, yeah, Mac Jones, Mac Jones. But mm-hmm. also, Mac Jones, Alabama, Saban. I mean, everyone thought Tua was one of the greatest college quarterbacks ever. Is he going to pan out in two years in the NFL? Is he going to be on the Dolphins in three years? I mean, it's to be determined. It's TBD right now. But Justin Fields, he's got a lot of potential. There's no reason to underrate this guy. There's no reason he should literally fall further than three. Kyle Pitts is not a better prospect. He's a tight end. Not a lot of teams need tight ends. Is it an essential position in the football world? Sure, it is. But I just don't... Quarterbacks are the quintessential player in sports. Niners need a quarterback. They're filled out everywhere else. I don't see him falling further than three. I don't. Even even the Falcons, if he falls to four, I could see him backing up Matt Ryan. The Falcons are drafting a quarterback. If they go anywhere else besides quarterback, even if they go Kyle Pitts because they think he's going to be the next Tony Gonzalez, it is a terrible move, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Um, do you have anything else on Justin Fields, man? No, no. Kyle Pitts. We mm-hmm. brought him up. Uh, Calvin Johnson 2.0. LeBron, if he didn't like basketball so much. This guy is a freak. He is a machine. He's a monster. Where do you think he goes? Because he's also being talked about going to the Cowboys at 10. That's really low to me. He's not fa- He's not falling to he's 10. He's not falling to 10. No. He's not the 10th best prospect in this draft. No. Where do you think he's headed? I have him going four to Atlanta. I think he's too good to pass up there. And like you said, there's two more years on Matt Ryan's deal. Um, and I just don't think sitting Trey Lance for two years is a, is a good move. I think you take best player available. Um, you help out the offense a little more. And, you know, give Matt Ryan another year. And then, because you're either going to, you might, you know, be on the cusp of the playoffs if you're overachieving. 
But the likeliness is that you're going to be right back in this position next year. And then that's when you take a quarterback, in my opinion. Um, I just think, I think Kyle Pitts is too good to pass up at four. And if he doesn't get drafted fourth and the Bengals are sitting there with Kyle Pitts on the board, I'm taking Kyle Pitts. Um, the lowest I could see him going would be Miami at six. If he's still there with Miami, I, he, he'd be gone. Uh, he, he's that good. I mean, he, he reminds me of a mixture of Calvin Johnson and Darren Waller. I, I mean, like he, that Darren Waller. He, I like that. He, he is an absolute nightmare. Darren Waller could play football. Oh yeah. It's crazy. Like it's literally, that's one of those guys that once they get off drugs and get their life together and their shit together, you can see the ceiling. Darren Waller is going to keep getting better. He has Derek Carr throwing the football. Yeah. Derek Carr's not trash. He ain't, I hate to say Herbert. He's not Herbert. He's not fucking Mahomes. Rodgers, Mahomes, Brady, Watson. I mean, you know what I mean? He's not those guys. Um, Kyle Pitts, his ceiling in the NFL, best tight end in the league. I mean, who's the best from tight end? From day one. Yeah, from day one. Who's the best right now? Is it Kelsey, Waller? It's Kelsey Waller, Kittle. K- Kelsey Waller, Kittle. It's, Kittle was hurt this last it's year. It's those three and then everybody else. It really is. Um, but this dude, I, I want to see how big he is. Because, I mean, he's an, I think he's, what, 6'7"? I mean, this he's, dude's... I think he's 6'6", like 240-something, if I remember correctly. 6'6", 240. Uh, he was born October of 2000. <laughs> Wait, so, okay, he's 6'6", 240, and he ran a 4'4'6". Kyle Pitts may be the best athlete in the country right now. Let's take a break real quick. Let's take a break real quick. Okay, and we are back. So now we are going to transition uh, very smoothly, I should add, into a team with the most to gain or lose this year in the draft. I'll let you go first. You're way more prepared than I am. Who has the most to gain this year in the draft, do you think? I'm going to go with the Dolphins. They have a lot of picks. They're a team that was 10-6 and six last year. Uh, they got to keep building on what they're already building on. Um, and there's already been talks that they might trade out a six to get more picks, which I I wouldn't do. But, uh, you know, they're they're trending in the right direction. Um, if they nail this draft, there's a good chance they could be a, a legit playoff contender and maybe even win a playoff game or two next year. Um, I mean, they're just – I really like Brian, Brian Flores. Uh, I like what they're putting around Tua. Now it's just, is Tua going to do what he needs to do? I agree with you. I do think it's the Dolphins. And I think it's the Dolphins because they have so many picks, as you said. Yeah. I was surprised they traded out of three. But if they think their guy who, I think Jamar Chase goes there personally. If they think he's going to be available at six, which it's looking like he may because there's going to be three quarterbacks in the top yeah. three going, um, then I don't think that's bad at all. Didn't they pick up, uh, who'd they pick up a free agency? Will Fuller? Will Fuller, yeah. And they have Devontae Parker and... Tua's still there, of course. I mean, Jamar they got Chase. got two first-round picks. Yeah. And I think they need maybe some other, like a defensive lineman. They need a running back. You think so? Yeah. Didn't they pick up a... Uh, they, or... they have Gaskin. Okay, okay. But if they have another second-round pick, or a first-round pick, I mean, sorry. I believe it's pick 18, and if Najee Harris is still on the board, I'm going Najee Harris right there. You think he'll be there at 18? He's supposed to be. Najee Harris? Yeah. I thought he'd go maybe top 12, top 10. Every, everything I've seen, he's... Mid first round guy. I feel like he is it the first running back off the board. It's going to be either be him or Travis Etienne. Who's that? The Clemson kid. Is he only good because Trevor Lawrence was the quarterback? No, he, he's good. Okay, okay, gotta make sure of that. It's the Dolphins, in my opinion, who have the most to gain. Who has the most to lose, man? Who's a team that could just fuck this all up very easily? For me, it's the Raiders. They're already okay. kind of in a very bad spot. Um, they've had two pretty bad drafts. 
the last couple of years. And, and they've had tons of picks as well. Tons of picks. They are in salary cap hell. They are in coaches hell. Um, <laughs> if they don't nail this draft, then that's going to be just another, what I guess, 6-11 and because there's a 17-game season this year. Yeah, yeah. And John Gruden, Derek Carr, they might be on their way out. Cause they 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 gotta nail this draft. Raiders is a good pick. I'm going Houston Texans. They're a dumpster fire. They are. I think personally, this is my theory. I think the owner is criticizing and plagiarizing and just making his own franchise quarterback look bad. Even though he wants out, I get it. Um, he's under contract, which I, I still hold my stance on the whole thing. Why sign the deal if you're gonna want out four months later? I just don't understand that. Never will. And I don't agree with how Deshaun Watson has gone about it, but we'll see what happens with the allegations. Nothing serious has happened yet, really. I know they've done some court hearings and stuff like that. His defense team is not that great, if you ask me. It is not like fucking OJ's. Um, The Texans got a lot to lose, though, man. They have nothing going for him. Will Fuller left. I know he got suspended for PEDs at the end of last year, but he was having a hell of a season. Whether that was because of steroids or not is to be seen. He went to a way better situation. If they don't have any... I mean, Tyrod Taylor is their quarterback. Who's a receiver on that team? Who is the well, offensive line? And J.J. Also, Watt's gone. They also have no first-round pick. I mean, uh, I just don't... they got to nail everything they do. And I don't think they're going to. Nick yeah. Casario, he could be a Patriot guy all he wants. You know how many Patriot guys have left Belichick, been successful? None. <laughs> Josh McDaniels, terrible in Denver. Uh, Matt Patricia, terrible in Detroit. I don't think these guys that come from the Belichick tree are great because they're great on their own. They're great because they're with Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. That is the difference. Um, everyone except Tom Brady. I mean, seriously. And Brian Flores. And Brian Flores. Fair enough. Brian, but he has a pretty he, stacked he, team himself. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, Xavier Howard's on his defense. He's got two good receivers now. I think Tua can pan out. I don't know if was, you know, I don't know if he's going to be a top three quarterback. I don't know if he's going to be Lamar or Mahomes or Watson. But, I mean, he could be a top ten quarterback. He could be serviceable enough for you. Texans got a lot to lose, dude. The Texans got to get out of there. That's my 1A. 1B is the Raiders, probably. I agree with you. The Raiders, I mean, Cleveland Furl, I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, he's supposed to be the Khalil Mack replacement. Has that guy got a sack in his career? I mean, seriously. I'm not even joking. The cornerback they took wasn't even supposed to be a first-round pick, and they took him at, like, 19. Jonathan Abram, who I like, is the guy that, I mean, you can make a case single-handedly kind of fucked up the season. Yeah. Trying to go after Mahomes like that, leaving Kelsey, you know, open by 10 yards in the end zone on that Sunday night game, and the whole season falls apart after that. Henry Ruggs, he's he's fast. Does he have great hands? Is he that great of a receiver? I mean, I don't know. Derek Carr in the last year of his deal, are they going to have to re-sign him? If they do, it's going to have to be $35, $40 million a year. I just, I don't know, man. The Raiders are a hot fucking mess right now. Um, yeah, that's probably the teams that got the most to lose. And also the Raiders, I mean, who's their first pick? 13th overall? Four, I mean, 17th? I'm going to see here Bear real quick. 17th. Yeah, so it's like everyone's going to be gone. I mean, even guys that, you know, Devontae Smith... Guys like that, Najee Harris. I mean, they're all going to be gone. Who are you going to pick up? A fucking offensive lineman? You know, I mean, I like Josh Jacobs. Is he going to be too busy getting DUIs after the fucking Week 17 game? I guess Week 18 this year. You know, coming back on the flight to Vegas. I mean, you know, what's going to happen? This team is just a hot mess. I agree with you on the John Gruden thing. Gruden had a 10-year leash. His leash might be fucking cut off after this year. Yeah. They haven't made the playoffs not a once. They were on their way this last year. 
Uh, I like who they have as GM, Mike Mayock, but also it doesn't necessarily mean that TV guys translate to great GM guys. There's a reason they're on television talking about this shit. Um, And I I agree with you. The 2019 draft, when they got Hunter Renfro and Furl and all these guys, I thought maybe things were turning around. Thank God they picked out Darren Waller, who was just out there in the open after having a fucking Xanax addiction. Luckily, he's clean and sober now and good for him. He's the only good pickup they've had in three fucking years since they had the Cleo Mack trade. They had all those Bears picks. They had even the Cowboys picks from the Amari Cooper trade. You know what's really interesting is Carr and Mack were both in 2014. Amari Cooper was 2015. All three of those guys may be gone off the team after this year. Mm -hmm. And those were the three guys that were going to, and were in the process of turning around that franchise. They did make the playoffs. Only reason they didn't win that playoff game against Houston and maybe go and beat someone else is because Derek Carr's leg snapped. Yeah. They had a hell of a year that year. Granted, they won a lot of close games. They maybe shouldn't have won. They were an 11-5 team that was glorified and probably should have won 8-8. Eight eight. But there's a team like that every year in the NFL. There's also a team that does the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Raiders are in trouble, man. But so are the Texans. Texans are going nowhere fast. There's there's four teams that are kind of in that, in that, or maybe five that are in that I would just fucking danger zone. What are the other ones? There's the Atlanta Falcons, yeah. the Detroit Lions, yep. the Texans, the Eagles, and the Raiders. Eagles, really? They they just have they don't have anything. Jalen Rager. That's cool. <laughs> they could they could have had Justin Jefferson. Yes, they could have. The Vikings yeah. laughed at him for not taking them. Yeah, that was very true. Do you have anything else, man? I, Texans or Raiders? Hot dumpster fires. Yeah, no. it's bad. Yeah. Let's get into our picks, man. Or I more so your picks. I'm gonna probably just copy whatever the fuck is on my laptop. But draft day predictions and picks. We're gonna go through the first 15 picks of the draft one by one. We'll talk about them briefly, and we'll go from there. First overall, what's happening? Uh, yeah. First overall, I got Penny Sewell. Okay. Um, Why is that? No. It's Trevor Lawrence. It's We don't even need to talk about we, it. We don't. He's been number one overall since 2019. Yeah. Don't even need to talk about it. New York Jets. Zach Wilson. Don't even need to talk about it. It's Zach Wilson. 100%. They need a quarterback. They got rid of Darnold. They need another white guy to come in and be just as bad. Let's hope this guy doesn't see ghosts. Let's hope this guy doesn't throw five interceptions to the Patriots and two completions to his own team. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Niners. Who you got? I, I think it's Justin Fields. I'm not buying the Mac Jones thing. I think he's had Mac Jones is too much more like Jimmy G in my opinion. He's not mobile. He I mean he can throw the ball well, but I mean if you put a mobile quarterback in Kyle Shanahan's system to go along with Debo and all those running backs they have in George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, that's a fucking scary offense all of a sudden. And if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I need to take the best one available because you know we. We see or say that he's one of the best coaches in the league. He's been in the league for four seasons. He has one winning season. That is true. He has one. Last winning year, season. his whole team got hurt. That's fine. He still has one winning season. I'll give him the benefit of last year, though. I will give him last year. Everybody but, besides IU got hurt. IU was a rookie. Yeah. Um. It's. I mean, he his job is not on the line this year. No. But if they're bad this year, the next year he might be on the hot seat. Um, but I'm taking Justin Fields. I think he's the most talented. I think he has the most upside. Um, I totally forgot about my player comps, but you know, whatever. Uh, when I watch Justin Fields, he reminds me of Deshaun Watson. I mean, just the way that he throws the ball, the way he moves around in the pocket. It, I, I watched three plays and I was like, this, this looks like Deshaun Watson. I have Justin Fields as well. And here's the only thing that may stop the Niners from doing it. You're going to love this. The last quarterback that wasn't white that played there. I'm just saying, dude. Teams think about this shit. There's no way they don't. 
I'm not saying I agree with it, but these owners that sit up there with everyone else being white in the front office, white head coaches, it's true, man. They gotta think about the PR move, and that's that's what it is. I think Fields is the best option. I do think they take Fields. I don't think they're thinking about Kaepernick right about now because I don't think anybody is at this point. But I think that may be in the back of their head. Like, do we take the guy that looks like and plays like Jimmy G or do we take a chance on this other guy? I just, I think some of these teams have a weird thing for colored quarterbacks. I just do. I hate to make it a race thing, but God damn it. Some of these teams like the Bears, the Giants, that's just what it is. They are never having someone that's not melatonin. Um, not, uh, melatin, sorry. Uh, skin color. <laughs> Uh, I think it's Fields all day, dude. I really do. He's the most talented guy. Deshaun Watson's a good comparison. I don't see him falling far. I don't think he should fall back as far as everyone thinks he should, as yeah. we mentioned earlier. It's Fields to the Niners. Um, Atlanta Falcons, number four overall. I have him going Kyle Pitts. I, I don't think they're going quarterback. If I'm them, you kind of need everything. Um, but at the end of the day, you do have Matt Ryan, who still has two years left, and he's not going anywhere because no one wants to take on that contract. Um, so I'm going best player available and I'm going Kyle Pitts. I mean, we've, we've talked about him a lot. The dude isn't just a fucking freak. Uh, he looks like a mix of Calvin Johnson and Darren Waller. It's you, you watch his tape and you say, there's literally no one in the league that can stop him. Jamal Adams. Probably not. <laughs> Why um, do you have smoke for Jamal Adams? <laughs> Why do you have so? I don't, you I got so I much like smoke for Jamal. <laughs> I just don't like him. You gotta bring up Jamal Adams. We were the furthest. He was the most furthest player away in this conversation. <laughs> yeah. You had to bring up Jamal Adams just because the uh, announcers don't like him. Yeah, I got Kyle Pitts. I think that's. I, I'm not buying Atlanta taking a quarterback. Um, I think they need a running back, but I don't think there's one worthy of taking fourth overall. I don't think people are very fond of taking running backs in the top five anymore. Um, so I got him taking Kyle Pitts. I mean, if you put Kyle Pitts in that offense, you know Julio's obviously the second best receiver now. You have Calvin Ridley, you have uh, Russell Gage, who actually played pretty well. Um, you put Kyle Pitts in there, you know, you never know what can happen. That defense is going to give up 40 points a game. Yeah. But, it's like me and you playing defense. But they also, their new head coach, Arthur Smith, who came over from Tennessee, is the one who resurrected Ryan Tannehill's career. So okay. I'm not saying he's going to resurrect Matt Ryan's career, but I'm what I am saying is he's probably going to build his offense to more of the strengths of Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan's lost the deep ball. Um, but now you've got Calvin Ridley, and if you put Kyle Pitts in there, those are two people that can really run after the catch. So that's that's why I haven't taken Kyle Pitts. Tom Brady went to Lowe's. He bought a shovel. He went to the, the funeral home. He bought a tombstone. He had it custom-made, okay? February 5th, 2017. He had it custom-made. 28-3 happens. He puts Matt Ryan in the grave. There's no deep ball. There's no clutchness. There's no belief in yourself. There's no belief in your receivers, even with Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. That team is a sinking ship as long as Matt Ryan's the quarterback. I'm zagging. I think they're taking Trey Lance. I think he is the best prospect overall available. Over, uh, is it Panay Sewell? Sweely? Sewell. Sewell? Panay Sewell? Panay Sewell. Panay Sewell? I I don't know. Jesus (laughs) Christ. Uh, He's a better prospect than Jamar Chase. I think he may be a safer bet. He's another one of these guys that I think for some reason may fall back way far in the draft for whatever reason. Granted, he didn't play not a lick in 2020 because of COVID or because of some shit. I don't know. I don't watch college. But I feel like he may be the best guy available. And if you're Atlanta, it is the time to take a quarterback because you don't have to give Matt Ryan another contract. 
And I realize that he has two years left, but this is like the NBA. This is like a lot of sports. You re-sign guys with at least one, sometimes two years left on their deal to lock them up even more. Matt Ryan's, what, 34, 35? He was taken third overall in the 2008 draft. Atlanta's pretty much right back in that same spot. They're in no man's land. Ever since the Super Bowl, they've had nowhere to go but down. I think Julio Jones will get traded. He is no longer the number one guy on that team. And I think Trey Lance is the guy for them. I really do. I feel like you have to take this guy. I don't know of any prospects coming up that are Trevor Lawrence type, that are Andrew Luck type, that are fucking Carson Wentz type. I mean, I don't, in the next two or three years, who are you going to take two years from now? You know what I mean? Like, I can't think of anybody. No, but you do. Every year you kind of have that one guy who just comes out of nowhere and becomes a top 10 pick. Last year you have Joe Burrow. This year you got Mac Jones. I mean, it happens every year. I just, I'm not saying that there's, because obviously the Lawrence and those guys, those those guys come once a decade maybe. Um, Fair. But, I, I mean, there's going to be quarterback options. There always is. That's yeah. fair. That's true. I, I think Trey Lance goes to Atlanta. And I think, like I said earlier, he's an electrifying player. I, yeah. I, I think that he... And he is someone who will need to sit for at least a year. Yeah. And have, I, have, I think... a, have a Mahomes type rookie year. 1,000%. And that's where I was going to go next with it. I don't think he's going to come in and start right away. I think Matt Ryan's going to finish out his contract. But Trey Lance will come in. He'll sit down. He'll learn from Matt Ryan, who isn't trash. He's just not Matt Ryan of 2014, 2016, the year they went 14-2 and or whatever and went to the bowl. He's just not that guy anymore. And they have progressively gotten worse. And, I mean, I don't know, man. I've just I've seen – we can do 28-3 all we want. Remember the Cowboy game last year? I mean, how many games is this team going to blow with this guy – and that defense, and it's just, it's a hot mess, dude. It's a hot mess. Um, I got Trey Lance going number four to Atlanta, and that's about it. Cincinnati Bengals, number five overall. Who do you got? If I'm the Bengals, Jamar Chase is on the board. Panay Suwell is on the board. Okay. Joe Burrow's knee is rehabbing. Yeah. I'm in the draft war room. I say, I'm going to show you guys one play that's going to tell me who we should take. And it was from week 11 against the Washington football group of people. That's a big group of people. It is a very big group of people, especially those front group of people. Um, those are big humans. Yes. But what I'm, happened in that week 11 game? I, I forget. That is when Joe Burrow got hurt. And I'm saying, you can throw the ball to T. Higgins. You can throw the ball to Tyler Boyd. You can hand it off to Joe Mixon. Yeah. You can't have Cedric Abwehi blocking for him. <laughs> because if he doesn't have time to throw, it doesn't matter who he's throwing to. And I know he wants, Joe Burrow probably wants his shiny weapon. But you know what? His bestie. I, I, my knees are my best friends. And I want my knees clean. And if they want to protect the face of their franchise and give them more of a longevity in his career, they need to go Penny Sewell. And that's who I haven't taken. The dude, Pen, I mean, Penny Sewell is an insane prospect. He had Heisman votes as, a, as an offensive lineman. He's that good. What college did you go to? Oregon. He, he didn't okay. play this last year. He gotcha. opted out. Cool. That's why I'm going Jamar Chase. I mean, I, and I don't blame anyone that, that wants to take Jamar Chase there. Here's why. I need a shiny toy for my quarterback. You don't, I like, can, you don't like T. Higgins? Is he, is he a Honda Accord? He's a Honda Civic, and I drive a Honda Civic. <laughs> he's like... You have a Prius. I won't shit on the Prius. What's a car I can shit on? Well, what's a car that just no one... He's like a, he's like a Geo Metro. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's just like... No, no, don't disrespect him like that. What, the Geo Metro? T. Higgins. Don't disrespect T. Higgins like that. A.J. Green is a Geo Metro. He's, okay. not, he's not even there no more. Joe Mixon's cool. He's not a shiny toy. He's just a toy I fucking have. 
He's just a toy that I have forgotten about. He's long lost. He got fucking hurt last year. The reason why I'm taking Jamar Chase is this. I know he has chemistry with my quarterback already. The last time Jamar Chase played was with my quarterback, if I'm the Bengals. I know Joe Burrow likes him and would vouch for him. I know these guys would train constantly in the offseason. I know they'd go get drinks together. I know they'd go get women together. I know they would go break bread together, as they say. Not that Panay Sewell. I don't know how to... I still can't... I'm white, dude. I don't know how to pronounce that name. I'm, I'm sorry. Not that he's not great. That's awesome he got Heisman votes. How many offensive linemen are going to be available that are in his wheelhouse later in the draft? Is Jamar Chase available later in the draft? No, he's not. And I think he's better than Jefferson. I think his ceiling is higher than Jefferson's. If he, if he would have been in last year's draft, he would have been the best receiver in last year's draft. Right. But here's my thing. You can get a good receiver in the second round. You can go get a good receiver in free agency. Sure. You can't get a good a good young tackle on a rookie deal in the second round. Well, you can get it in the second round on a rookie deal, but not one that's of the quality of Penai Sewell. And that's very fair. But you, it, I said this on the last time we did a pod. I go to Joe Burrow and I say, what's more important to you, protecting your knees or throwing touchdowns? And whatever he says, that's where I'm going with. A 22-year-old dude is going to say throwing touchdowns. I think a smart dude's going to say I'm protecting my knees. That's fair. I want Jamar. If, if I'm Joe Burrow, I want Jamar. There's no way I'm picking Panay Sewell. And I don't mean to disrespect the guy. I just don't know how to pronounce his name unless you say it. Um, there's no way I'm taking him over my fucking one of my best friends. These guys are like personally friends, I'm pretty sure. I don't, I don't just say that because they were LSU teammates. These guys were really close. They were, I think, dorm roommates. They, I mean, you know what I mean? I, I'm sure they had orgies together. Like, I'm sure they did some shit together. So... I'm taking Jamar Chase fifth overall, man. That's just where I'm at with it. That, that's where I'm at. And I here's the thing. He's going to be their number one guy. The way Jefferson is the guy basically for Minnesota, the way that Ridley is for Matt Ryan, Burrow needs that. I mean, I don't think there's anyone available. I mean, what, Najee Harris? They already have Joe Mixon. I mean, what other receiver is going to be that guy for Joe Burrow to throw to? Cool, let's build the offensive line. Who am I throwing to? Even Herbert going to Los Angeles had a Keenan Allen. Yeah. Had a Mike Williams who can have, you know, 941 touchdowns in a game and 370. You know what I mean? So it's just like you need that receiver. You need that guy. I think Chase is that guy. Miami Dolphins, six overall. Who you got? So since I took I had the Bengals taking Sewell, I'm going Jamar Chase to the Dolphins. I think you just give, you give two of the best chance to win and the best chance to be successful. Because if you put him with Will Fuller, Jamar Chase, Devontae Parker, and then if they do get Najee Harris with Mike Gusecki, that's going to tell you really quick if he's the guy or not. And I think it's, it's easy in my opinion. you know. And if Jamar Chase is off, off the board, then I, I'd probably go Jalen Waddle. Here's the thing. There's only one football. I say this a lot in sports because it's very true. We talk about like the Brooklyn Nets. We talk about some of these other teams. Dolphins could be one of these teams that there's only one football, man. Tua can only throw to one guy at a time. Barely. Do I, yeah. Do I need five guys? It'd be wonderful. Look at the Dallas Cowboys. Mike Gallup, Mari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, fucking Tony Pollard. They have four or five guys that I can rely on. It doesn't translate to wins. That's my problem. Tua needs to be protected. I think they're going Panay Sewell. I'll just keep saying his name like that until I get it right one of these days. They're taking him six overall. I feel like Tua is running for his goddamn life. His hip, I don't know if it's ever going to be 100% again. He'll never disclose it to us because why would you? Um, and I feel like he needs to be protected a lot more than he needs another weapon. That's where I'm coming from. The way Burrow needs another weapon, 
I don't want to say more than he needs to be protected because we saw what happened, but we also have to realize Chase Young is like the new Lawrence Taylor. This yeah. guy is a generational defensive tackle. He is J.J. Watt. He is fucking Aaron Donald. I mean, he's that dominant of a force. You could tell his rookie year. I mean, he had rookie of the year votes, and, and I mean, rightfully so, over a Herbert or a Burrow. Um, you know, so I just, I feel like two has got to be protected just as much as anyone else. Mm-hmm. And I don't need another shiny toy if I'm Miami. I need my franchise quarterback. If I really think two is my guy and I know his injury history and we still took him and I'm Brian Flores, he came from the Patriots way. What did Tom Brady have all those years for his dynasty? It wasn't shiny toys. It was an offensive line. Sure, Gronk was great, but Gronk was a tight end. He blocked for me half the time. They didn't have dominant running backs. They didn't have Randy Moss the entire time. They didn't have, you know, the guys like that. I think Miami, it'll make sense if they go offensive line. I got Sewell going to the Dolphins at number six. I think it makes the most sense. Uh, we just brought them up. New England Patriots. Pick number seven. Who you got? Wait, they're not at pick seven. Uh, who is? Is it the Lions? Detroit. Is it? Oh, okay. Mock t- oh, okay. Gotcha. Detroit. Sorry. It did- CBS fucked it up. Oh, they probably projected a trade or something. It says mock trade from Detroit oh, yeah. Lions. Okay. Um, that's funny because actually, if I'm the Lions, I'm trading out. I'm getting as many picks as I can because you need there. You need ev- you need everything. I mean, you have DeAndre Swift and TJ Hawkinson. Outside of that, you need everything. Um, I have them trading out, but obviously it's it's not fun to do that. Um, so if I do have them taking someone, I have them taking Jalen Waddle, a receiver from Alabama, who didn't play last year. He got hurt in the season opener. Because, um, I mean, at the end of the day, you have Jared Goff. I don't see them taking a quarterback because they're, they're going to be 1-15 next year. So they're going to get their pick of the litter next year. Yeah. Um, and Jalen Waddle is a really, really good player. Because, I mean, Kenny Galladay is gone. Marvin Jones is gone. Who's the best receiver on that team? Quintez Cephas? He's pretty good. I mean... I don't know who the fuck that is. But you got to put... I mean, you got to put something around Jared Goff. Because it's just... It's not fair to just basically... I mean, it's Detroit. That's where athletes go to die. But... Yes. Um, I got him taking Jalen Waddle. And when I was watching Jalen Waddle, he really reminded me a lot of Tyreek Hill. A lot of run after the catch run away from people, runs a lot of underneath routes, and then just gets 20 more yards. Um, a really exciting player, but, you know, it's Detroit, so it's going to suck for him. I'm going to agree with you, and not because I know any better, because I don't. I don't even know who you're talking about right now. Uh, again, I don't watch college football. Um, but Lions need something, because Jared Goff's the guy. He has a ton of money that he's getting paid, and he's going to have two or three games where he looks like the best quarterback out of that 2016 draft, which... Who else came out of that draft? He might be the best quarterback out of that draft. I mean, Carson Wentz. Uh, Dak, did Dak come out of Dak, that Dak, okay, yeah, yeah, Dak's the best quarterback. I mean, but he has games where he looks like he's better than Dak and Wentz. Then he has 13 or 14 other games where he looks like Jared Goff. And that's the problem. You're right. L.A. traded him to die there. He's there to die. That's just what it is. Yeah. I don't care who the coach is. I don't care what's going on. I don't care if it's the WWE guy that's the head coach now that went on the Pat McAfee show. What? What's that guy's name? Dan Campbell. <laughs> I don't care who's coaching. I don't care what's going on over there. The Detroit Lions are a dumpster fire. They always oh, yeah. have been. They always will be. They're two best players in franchise history retired early in their primes because the team is ran so bad by the Ford family. Ford cars suck. The Detroit Lions suck. And that just is what it is at this point. So whoever the fuck, Jalen Waddle, sure, he's going to Detroit. That's seriously where I'm at with it. I don't even want to fucking talk about the Detroit Lions. They got nothing going for them. Carolina Panthers, number eight. Who you got? They picked up Sammy Darnold. Yeah, they did. I don't think Sammy Darnold's the answer. Okay. Um, you still? Have, you don't think he's the answer still? I don't think so. 
Smart guy. He's a smart guy, but he he completes like 50% of his passes. That's he, not very good. He was with Adam Gaze. That's fine. Okay. I mean, it's, okay. That, it's, that's still I'm trying not to excuse good. it a little bit, but I... Okay. But if I'm the Carolina Panthers, I'm sitting here and Trey Lance is on the board, I'm taking him. And I'm not even thinking twice about it. The Panthers have been in on every single quarterback this offseason. They've been in on trading up for every single quarterback this offseason. And I think with, in in my opinion, with Trey Lance falling right into their laps, I think that they will literally run the card from Detroit to the fucking commissioner on the, on the uh, draft stage. Because um, he's someone, he's going to need a year. And let's face it, Don, you're going to have to pay, if you want Donald to be the guy, you're going to have to pay him a contract extension. And I don't know, even if Donald does have a good year, I don't know if I'm comfortable giving him a contract extension. So I'm taking Trey Lance. Um, when I watched Trey Lance, he re- reminded me a lot of Dak Prescott. Just the way that he threw the ball, how mobile he is. Um, you know, and I know Dak is... I mean, Dak's a good quarterback. He's not great, he's but he's a pretty good quarterback. He's pretty good. He's um, pretty good. So that, that's who I have the Panthers taking. I think Matt Rule coming in, I think he wants his guy that he can mold into his quarterback. I have Devontae Smith going there. Curtis Samuel's out. I don't have anyone to throw. I mean, can I name one guy on the Carolina Panthers? I mean, I mean one you got, guy. You got DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. Cool. I mean, <laughs> DJ, I, DJ Moore's good. DJ Moore's good. I'm not dismissing him, but Robbie Anderson, I mean, he's good in the slot. I, I mean, you know, I don't think he's trash, but I wouldn't even take him on my fantasy team unless it meant, you know, I have an open spot and all my other guys are injured kind of thing. Um, I feel like Devontae Smith is the perfect pick for the Carolina Panthers, not because he won the Heisman and he had a great season, because trust me, he did. Can he be good in the NFL? Absolutely he can. The Panthers are the team that, (laughs) they're the team that will fuck up a pick better than anyone else, it seems like. Cam Newton, was he the best prospect out of that class? Maybe. Let him do Super Bowl the one year. That was cool. At that time, Cam was definitely the top prospect. Fine. I'll give you that. He was first overall. He let him do Super Bowl. It all worked out. That team is a hot mess. Teddy Water under the bridge, Sammy Darnold seeing ghosts. I don't know what to expect. I feel like this is the perfect move for them because they're the type of team that would take someone who's probably overrated to everybody else, but to them, it looks like a shiny gold. It, you know what I mean? It just is what it is. Um, I got Devontae Smith going there. That's someone we haven't talked about not a once during this whole podcast. A guy that won the Heisman, which is fucking crazy. I will talk about him for a few more picks. That's fine. I got him going to Carolina because they don't have anything else going for him. They're not going defense. That team is going nowhere quick. Um, and, yeah, I mean, how, what did they trade away to get Darnold? Picks? A second. So, come on, man. I just, no. No, 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 no. I, I, I got Devontae Smith going there personally. Uh, number nine, we have the Denver Broncos. This team's a hot mess, too. What's Denver doing? Um, I think that they would like to take a quarterback, but I don't think that they want Mac Jones. So I think they're just going to let it rock with Drew Rock, Drew Locke for one more year. Let um, it rock with Locke? Rock with Locke. And then after this year, get Vic Fangio out, who somehow is still there. Uh, I feel like we say that on every pod. We've well, somehow he's still there. I mean, what do he do? Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um, but, I mean, that defense was what they were built on. That defense ain't good anymore. Von Miller towards Achilles. They don't have a good D-line. They don't have a good linebacking corp. And they have a good safety. But outside that safety, they have no DBs. Who's the safety? Uh, Justin Simmons, who's okay. an all-pro. Okay. Um, so I'm going best player available for them. And I'm going Patrick Sertain, a quarterback from Alabama. Cornerback, sorry, not quarter. Cornerback from Alabama. 
Um, I mean, you just you, you have to be able to stop receivers, and they they lost AJ Boye, who was on their team last year. Chris Harris was gone the year before. He's good. Yeah, I mean, he's good. It, it, wasn't he an All Pro? Twenty nineteen. He, he was an All Pro. Okay. Um, I mean, they they got to start replacing the defense at some point. Yes. And I think that they would like to go quarterback, but I don't think Mac Jones is quite worth it right here. Um, because I mean, and and then. You know, around uh, Drew Locke, you have Cortland Sutton, you have Jerry Judy, you have Noah Fant, KJ Hamler, you got Melvin Gordon. You got enough around him. I Melvin mean, Gordon? I'm, I'm Melvin, to last Melvin year. Melvin Gordon's a decent running back. But I'm going <laughs> I'm going corner. I think that's one of their bigger needs. So I'm going, the, be, the best corner on the board is still sitting there, so I'm going corner. I got Kyle Pitts going there. Oh, that's right. You haven't had Kyle Pitts drafted yet, huh? I I don't know if fans there, but so what? what is Noah Fan going to change my life? You know who I think is going to change my life if I'm Drew Locke? Kyle Pitts. They need someone to protect Drew Locke. That's also another thing. He's another guy that runs for his damn life. Yeah, he does. You know, so I feel like that's another guy to have that's good for blocking. I don't care if they have Melvin Gordon. I don't care if they have Philip Lindsay. I don't care if they have Terrell Davis. I don't give a fuck who's running the football for them. They're not doing a good job. Um, that team, uh, I think they give Locke one more chance and one more weapon because John Elway's running the team. And John Elway, for some reason, has it out for the quarterbacks. Not in a bad way, but he wants to let them succeed as much as he can. And I understand that. He should. But Vic Fangio's a defensive coach. <laughs> like, what are we doing? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't know what we're doing. I get that Jerry Judy's there. I get that KJ Hamler's there. I mean, what did Cor- he do? And Cortland Sutton is a good Cortland Sutton, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cortland He's coming Sutton's off a torn ACL, but he is very good. I agree. Yeah. Um, want me to pause it? Oh, shut the door. Okay. Um, Kyle Pitts, I think, is going to be right there. And I, I think that it just makes the most sense. I think they need someone on the offensive line. I think he needs another big target. And I can see uh, Sutton and Judy getting double teamed a lot. <laughs> I need another guy to throw to if I'm Drew Locke. This is the last chance he has, though. Yeah. I'll say that. This is the last chance. This is the last draft pick I'm dedicating to help you out if I'm John Elway. After this, if you can't prove it, you're out. You're done. We're taking a quarterback next year. Yep. This is the last chance for the Broncos. Drew Locke is only one in his third year. Mm-hmm. And they are in a rebuilding process. I think there's going to be plenty of defense available later on. I feel like you cannot pass on maybe a generational talent in Kyle Pitts. And I can't believe he's following the nine. Um, but I got him going ninth to Denver. I just do. I think this is another Drew Locke experiment thing. And we'll see what happens with them, man. Dallas Cowboys, number 10. To me, it's easy. I mean, you have a really good offense. I mean, and on my mock draft, Devontae Smith's still on the board. Um, I Jerry loves his receivers, but you can't go receiver here. Because if you're giving up 45 points a game, it doesn't matter. So I have them. They need a DB. Their DBs are terrible. Yeah. Um, so I'm going the one, I, the most underrated player I talked about earlier, uh, J.C. Horn, a corner out of South, South Carolina. Um the one he reminds me of Jalen Ramsey. He's that good. Um, and one thing he does more than Jalen Ramsey doesn't is that he will stick his nose in the run game and and freaking make people pay for it. Uh, I mean that. I think Dallas is going corner no matter what. So I think it's going to be best corner on the board for whenever their pick comes around. I I agree, and it's really because I don't know who else they're going to take. I I don't know anyone else. I've kind of ran out of picks at this point. Um, It just kind of is what it is. Dallas, they have way too much offense and not enough defense. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, I I seriously, I have no idea who that even is. So I'm going to agree with that. Dallas Cowboys, it's time, though. 
I mean, how much money is Jerry going to pay and Steven? How big does your stadium have to be? How many fans in the country do you need before you can win a playoff game again? Before you yeah. can make the playoffs again? I mean, Jesus Christ. We know Dak went down last year. Andy Dalton was the quarterback. Uh, Danuch, is that his name? Ben Danuch. Ben, ben Danuch. So I know Danuch came in for a game. Looked like I was throwing the football. Um, but Dallas, dude, you need defense. So J.C. Horn, sure. If he's the next Jalen Ramsey, awesome. Because they got rid of Byron Jones or let him walk mm-hmm. to Miami. And Miami looks damn good right about now. New York Giants, number 11. I To me, it's easy. I'm going O-line. You're going to hope that Saquon Barkley stays healthy. You have Darius Slayton. You have Evan Ingram. Sign Kenny Galladay. Sterling Shepard. I mean, because they're kind of in that same situation with the Dolphins where I'm going to give you one more chance. This is your year to show me you're the guy. If you're not the guy, the next year you're out. Um, so I'm going uh, Christian Darisaw, a tackle out of, I believe, Virginia Tech. Mm. Um, oh, wait, no, sorry. Rashawn Slater from Northwestern. I was, okay. I was looking at the wrong one. Uh, Rashawn Slater actually is, by most people's account, the best tackle in the draft. People are saying he's better than Panay Sewell. Um, they're just saying he's smarter and more physical. Uh, I, I, I looked up a player comp for him just because I was curious. And every single thing I seen was people were comparing him to Joe Thomas. Damn. Which, I mean, if you're going to be a fucking Joe Thomas, sign me up right now. <laughs> right. Um, but, I mean, I think it's easy. Daniel Jones has been running for his life since his rookie year. Yeah. Um, you got to keep Saquon as healthy as you can. you got to keep Danny upright. Because, I mean, they got weapons. So, it's time for Danny to show whether he's the guy or not. And if he's not the guy, then you go quarterback next year. They got Kyle Rudolph. They do. Oh, Are you I hyped? I Sure. He, he, I mean, he's been done for three years now, but are, are you excited? <laughs> sure, why not? Maybe he'll teach Evan Ingram how to not drop the football. Oh, my God, dude. Giants are bad, dude. The fact that this team deserves to play in New York, I just... Oh God, all the New York teams suck. I have Najee Harris going there. Okay. I feel bad for Saquon Barkley. He may have been a generational running back. He's definitely a generational talent. He does Chunky's Campbell Soup commercials with his mom. Uh, he seems like a really good guy all around, but his knees have failed him. And if I'm the Giants, I'm not dependent on a guy coming off a torn ACL. And what did he do the year before? Uh, he did some, what, shatter a uh, kneecap? I think he it was fucking... a quad. So, I mean, it's like his legs are literally breaking down on him as we speak. And, I mean, how many times are running backs able to come back from two injuries like that and be just as good or better than they were before? I think Saquon's best days are behind him. Like I say, he's a really good guy, really good kid, it seems like. I don't think that... You know, I don't wish anything bad upon him. I just feel like maybe his best days are done. I mean, after you get hurt like that, I mean, let's look at Zeke Elliott, who hasn't had a major injury, but he just loves Becca's Cafe and Black Bear <laughs> Diner a little too much and Chick-fil-A. Yeah. I mean, he's not doing shit. Do I expect Saquon Barkley to come back and be as dominant as he was before? No, I don't. And he was the guy that was supposed to be paired with Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones needs someone else to take the load off him. I think that's Najee Harris. I really do. I, I feel like he's the guy. Um, and the Giants... Even if Saquon's good, having that double-edged sword, that's a really good option for Daniel Jones. This yeah. is another Drew Locke thing. You get one more chance. This is your third year. We know it's been bad the first two years, so we're sorry for it. But Joe Judge is there. Uh, who's who's the Cowboys? Jason Garrett? Jason Garrett's there, right? Yeah, he's so, the offensive coordinator. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I know the Giants got a lot of other holes to fill besides running back, but I got to help out DJ8. I got to help out Danny Dimes. Yeah. And that's just where I'm at with it. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles, number 12. I got Devontae Smith still on the board. Uh, they messed up last year and took Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson and over Chase Claypool and over Brandon Ayuk. Um, so I got him going Devontae Smith. I mean, it's it, I mean for him to fall that far right into their laps, it would make too much sense if they did, for them to draft him. Um, I mean, I mean Devontae Smith was the best player in college football last year. 
Uh, and he reminds me of Calvin Ridley, just the way that he catches the ball, the way that he runs. Um, I think he's going to be really good in the league. And they keep I, I keep hearing mixed reports on whether what they want to do with Jalen Hurts. Do they want to give him a shot? Do they want to bring in competition for him? And if I'm them, I'm giving Jalen Hurts a year. Like, why, why not give him a year? Because he played, there was a couple games last year where he played really good. Um, so I'm going Devontae Smith, and I'm saying Jalen Hurts, because that's his old friend. They went to Alabama together. Um, see if it helps Jalen Hurts out. Cause, and, I mean, they need a receiver. Besides Jalen Rager, who do they have? God. These teams are so bad. I don't realize how bad all these teams are. Besides the Dolphins. all these, And, I mean, even the Niners, they just had a lot of injuries. They're good. Um... I have Rashawn Slater going there, though. I think if Hurts is your guy and you traded away Carson and you got Colt picks back and stuff like that, I don't, I don't know if you go receiver necessarily. Not that I believe in the receivers so much, because trust me, I don't. Um, but I think you got to protect your new franchise quarterback. This is something that Carson Wentz didn't have. The offensive line has been breaking down for a while since that Super Bowl run. Jason Peters, he's had so many injuries. He was one of the best guys in the league. Great. Who's the other guy that loves his alcohol and got paid tons of cash? Who's that? Luke Johnson or uh, some Johnson. shit? Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson, what's he doing these days? Is He's too busy growing his beard. He's too busy looking like fucking damn Bill Zurian. Okay, he's not doing a damn thing. Um, I think they go offensive lineman right here, and if Rashawn Slater's really that good, where he might be better than the guy that had Heisman votes, then I don't see him falling any further than 12, especially with this many teams needing a tackle. I got the Eagles picking him up because they need someone to help protect Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts cannot run for his life like Deshaun Watson does. He can't run for his life like a lot of these quarterbacks do. He's got to have protection being this young. And plus, you got to show you have confidence in him. I mean, putting in fucking suds at the end of the game last year. That was bad. Come on, man. I mean, I know they got a new coach. They got rid of Carson Wentz. That was Doug Peterson wanting to get fired, I feel like. that. I don't know what that was even about. That, that was just some bullshit. Rashawn Slater is going to be a Philadelphia Eagle, in my opinion. He's going yeah. number 12. Yep. 13. Los Angeles Chargers. Mm. Who you got? You got to protect the face of the franchise and possibly the future face of the NFL. Um, I mean, Justin Herbert looks like the real deal. Uh, so I'm going Christian Darisaw, a tackle from uh, Virginia Tech. I mean, the dude just looks nasty. He's gonna freaking. He's a mauler. He can. He's really good in pass protection. Um, and for for me, if I'm the Chargers, it's a really easy decision. I mean, you have Keenan Allen, you have Mike Williams, you did lose Hunter Henry, which hurts. Yeah. Um, you have Austin Eckler, and I I think it's you got to protect Justin Herbert. I agree with you. I'm looking up some other guys. I have uh, I have Alan Kurtzman. Who's that? <laughs> the CEO of Proactive. <laughs> I got Alan Kurtzman going to the Los Angeles Chargers. You gotta protect the face of the franchise. <laughs> no, Justin Herbert. Look, he's good, man. I just, I he he does have some acne issues. He's got to get under control, especially now that uh, look, you're in LA. You gotta have a pretty face. He got yeah. the haircut. Now it definitely shows. Um, Alan Kurtzman, I think, is the right guy. No, who they have going there is uh, what's this guy's name? He's right down here. I just try to be funny. Elijah Vera Tucker is that ah, his name yes. from USC? USC yep. I think they need an offensive lineman. I think there's no way you go anywhere else because you still have Keenan Allen, you have Mike Williams, you have they lost Hunter Henry, but you have uh, who's the running back? Who's the running back on the Chargers? Eckler, yeah, Eckler's good. He's coming off injury, but he's gonna be good, I think. And there's nowhere else to really go from the Chargers. I mean, I have Derwin James coming back. Um, so the defense, I think, is solid enough. Chargers aren't going to win 11 games. They're not going to make the Super Bowl next year. It's a building year. It's a building year. 
And I think Herbert was better than advertised. I think he was better than people thought he was going to be. Rookie of the year. And you got to protect him. You know he's the face of the franchise. This is something Philip Rivers didn't have a whole lot of when he was in San Diego. Yeah. Um, now you've switched cities. You're the little brother to the Rams, but you got to protect your guy. Um, so either Alan Kurtzman or Elijah Vera Tucker. I, I think that's where you go with it. Either one of those guys, you cannot go wrong. <sighs> Minnesota Vikings, dude. Who are they taking? I got Elijah Vera Tucker. He can okay. play. He can play tackle. He can play guard. Um, that offense is fucking loaded. They they just got to work on that O line because that O line is really bad. The defense is you know, okay enough. Um, I I got Vera Tucker. <sighs> Christian Darrisaw. He's, He's a tackle. A, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> take him, pick him up. I don't want to talk about this. Here's the thing: watching football with you two, I gotta hear about fucking lunacy every week. I have to hear about fucking Jefferson being rookie of the year every week. I gotta hear it every <laughs> fucking week. I come over. I don't want to hear about Jefferson and Thielen and Kyle Rudolph and Randy Moss and fucking Irv. Yeah, and Dante Culpepper. I don't want to hear about this shit every fucking week. Adrian Peterson. I just, I, I don't. Take a fucking tackle, protect Captain Kirk. I can't believe that's what people call him because he ain't no captain. He ain't going to be my captain. If he's running my ship, that ship has sunk. That's a Titanic. It's bad. Vikings, protect your guy because there's nowhere else to really go. Yeah. Um, and that's what I got. I mean, Dalvin Cook is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I, I just hate hearing let Dalvin Cook. It just makes me want to, I throw up in my mouth hearing it. Um <laughs> Last pick that we got, man, New England Patriots. Let's end on a strong note because that one really bumped me out just now. Who are the Patriots taking, man? Mac Jones has fallen right into their lap. They are taking Mac Jones. I think even if they're trading up to get anyone, it's going to be Mac Jones. It makes way too much sense to me. Um, I mean, yeah, that's really all I have to it, honestly. Bill Belichick and Nick Saban are great friends. They speak often. Belichick always takes the saving guys. He always takes the guys that he's friends with in college football and stuff. Mac Jones fell right in their lap. This is supposed to be, like we said in our podcast a month ago, a Cam Newton versus Mac Jones kind of thing. Mac Jones is going to go to the New England Patriots. They love white quarterbacks. They had a white quarterback that won six Super Bowls there. Cam Newton's not the answer because he doesn't play that well anymore. He, I don't think, I mean, look, he slept four hours a night last season. I mean, that's not healthy for any athlete as far as recovery, as far as getting rest. I don't know what his schedule was all about. That was very odd. Um, And I think that New England, after going so free agency heavy and spending the most money they've ever spent in free agency, watching Tom go to Tampa and win a Super Bowl, they got to at least make the playoffs for pride's sake. Bill Belichick is an evil genius. He's the most evil genius in football. I still believe that wholeheartedly. I think that that dynasty is a little more Brady. I think it's like 60-40 Brady to Belichick. But Belichick was definitely an integral part. They don't beat the Rams without Belichick that year. They don't win a couple of those Super Bowls without Belichick and his mastermind defensive schemes. So he has Matt Patricia back in the fold. Josh McDaniels is still there. Kraft is still the CEO. I'm sure he still lives in Jupiter, Florida with the fucking with the salons and the and the uh, what massage parlor is that what it was? I'm sure he still goes and visits there in Jupiter, Florida. Mac Jones will be the guy. I think it'll happen week one too. Yeah. I think that's where we're at with it. And that's all we got, man. Is there anyone else that we didn't address that you want to address who they're going to go to? What's the Jaguars' next pick after number one? How about that? Uh, 25, I believe. What's happening there for number 25 in the Jags? Um, there, there's a tight end from Penn State, Pat Fryermuth, because the Jaguars do not have a tight end. Uh, he'll be there at, their first, at pick 33, the first pick in the second round. Uh, 
So I'm going to our biggest weakness, which is the interior defensive line, and I'm taking Christian Barmore, a defensive tackle from Alabama, who is just an absolute fucking run stuffer, which is what we really need. Um, and then after that pick, it is all about putting everything you need around Trevor Lawrence. I would maybe take a safety. I'd either I'd either go Christian Barmore, the defensive tackle, or Trayvon Morig, the safety from TCU. Those are my two my two uh an offensive line? Our offensive line is decent enough. Okay. I, th- I think that they're good enough. Good enough for Trevor Lawrence? I generational so. I, talent? I think so. Okay. Fair enough. Anything else you want to address before we get out of here, man? Good time. Hour 12 you, on this one. You got to, uh, You got something you got to pronounce. What? Your fandom. Oh, I do. Wait, I got yeah, yeah, yeah. to get Seth in here for this. Oh, Hold Jesus on. Christ. We're going to pause this real quick. All right. So real quick, Al wanted me to announce this. He wanted me to announce it in front of... Oh, hi, Abby. In front of you guys. Hi, Kane. Uh, I am officially a Los Angeles Charger fan again now. As Seth walks out of the room, this is because of Justin Herbert. This is because he needs proactive. Um, I'm not a Raider fan because it's just it's a hot mess. They're in Vegas. They're in Nevada. I'm not doing it. I was originally a Charger fan. Me and my dad are going to a game later this year in Ohio. That's going to be really cool. It's a really cool moment for the both of us, I think. And the powder blue, man. I, you got to go with the powder blue on that one. And L.A. I'm a Laker fan. Lakers and Chargers. Let's go. Chargers 2021, I'm here. Packers didn't want to re-sign me. They wanted to give Rodgers $50 million. So that's cool. Uh, actually, real quick, what would you think about him on Jeopardy? You watch any of those Jeopardy I, episodes? I, I didn't watch any of it. He was good. Was he? He's getting the job. Okay. He's the biggest name. Yeah. Uh, I saw the rating spiked 15% compared oh, then to... Oh, getting the job. <laughs> the rating spiked uh, 15% compared to like when Dr. Oz... Yeah. Or Dr. Phil hosted or whatever. Because it's like no one cares about Dr. Oz compared no. to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And Rodgers, he's a smart dude. I didn't realize how like smart he is just in general. Um, he apparently won the Jeopardy celebrity thing back in 2015. Um, and it was like a $250,000 donation to charity or something. But oh, Rodgers was really good. Rodgers should get the job. I don't think... I think they have Anderson Cooper from CNN hosting next couple weeks. But Rodgers, handsome looking dude, good voice, nice composure. He'll get it. And he's the most famous name. I mean, he's just—he's the most famous name that's been on there so far. Okay. Um, and th- that's about it. But yeah, Los Angeles Chargers, 2021. I'm sorry to all the Raider fans that thought I was coming back. Uh, I can't stick around. I'm sorry. I got to go back to L.A. It's my roots. It's where I feel most comfortable. It's a lot nicer than Green Bay in January. And uh, that's where I'm at with it, man. Anything else? I announced my fandom. Are you happy for me? Uh, sure. <laughs> you don't sound so sure. Gotta do what you gotta do. Is this bandwagon in your opinion? No. Really? If you were going to the Chiefs or the Bucks, then yeah. If I was going to the Dolphins, is that bandwagon? Yeah. Okay. But since the Chargers are 4-12, and 12, it's not bandwagon. Yeah. Are the Chargers going to be better than the Vikings? No. Really? No. Okay. All right. I, don't think, I don't think so. Fair enough. All right, guys. We all, well, I just wanted to throw this out there. Um, oh. Oh. We are almost, ex- we are, what would that be, a week and four hours away. From Trevor Lawrence going number one from Trevor Lawrence to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yep. How long is it going to take for the draft to start and then Goodell to walk out there with the card? How long is that going to take? I don't know. My heart's going to be beating really fast the whole time. Is it from the liquor and the fucking fried food you're going to be eating? Probably. Okay. Cool. If you guys have made it this far, thank you very much. Los Angeles Chargers 2021. Here we come. And Trevor Lawrence to the Jaguars forever. And we will see you guys next time. Have a good day.